Hey, it's just me, Bill DeVille. Welcome to Music Heads, your weekly essential music digest. In this installment, Dan Mangan will tell us about the music he's been digging in the guest list. For the essentials, our in-the-studio host Jade is bringing in her favorite Fiona Apple album. Teenage Kicks host Jackie Fuller and current music intern Sophie Frank will break down the new M83 album for this week's music meeting. The next big thing, co-music director Melanie Walker set to rave about the artist Kimbra, and we'll have a sneak peek of a new track from David Lynch, which features Karen O. It's all ahead in this episode of Music Hats. But first, it's time for the music cast. Jill Riley is here with the news. Here are the music news headlines for this week, Bill, starting with The XX making a new album. Last Thursday, London-based indie pop band The XX announced that they're currently working on a new album. Their self-titled debut album provided a breakthrough for the trio back in 2009, scoring them a Mercury Prize, as well as rave reviews from all directions. The new album, still untitled, should be releasing in 2012, so yeah, sometime that, yeah. in the new year. That debut was such a pleasant surprise, I thought. I would say so. Mm-hmm. Do you watch Portlandia? I do. In fact, I've seen several episodes, and I think it's really funny. I've seen a few just clips online. Yeah. I don't have the uh, the IFC channel. You don't but have the right channels. That I don't have the right channels. Yeah. I live in the wrong city. See, that's <laughs> that the problem. Okay. Um, but on this upcoming season of the IFC comedy Portlandia, Carrie Brownstein and Fred Armisen will be joined by a handful of characters, and one of those characters happens to be former Smiths guitarist Johnny Marr. You know you know why he's on there? Uh, no. Everybody lives in Portland. Yep. Uh-huh. Johnny, Johnny Marr spent some time there, too. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. But he will play a non-musical role that is a combination of his own identity and that of another character. Cool. Also appearing on the new season, just to name a few, um, Kristen Wiig she's, from Saturday so Night funny. Live, yeah. uh, Tim Robbins, Andy Samberg. I can only imagine that being completely hilarious. Um, Kyle McLaughlin, just to name a few. So um, I just I need the right channels. You got to get IFC. I know our boss has been talking up for uh, talking up Portlandia. Well, he for lives quite in St. Paul too. Really? Well, yeah. maybe he has the expanded cable ah, that, that I do not be. have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. In other news, Sigurós frontman Yonsi has been responsible for the soundtrack to the new Cameron Crowe film titled We Bought a Zoo. The film is about a family who moves to a rural area to help revive a failing zoo. I heard a little bit about this. The soundtrack will consist mostly of material from his 2010 solo album, as well as from the album Hoppy Podla as well as two original tracks for the movie. And that'll be in theaters December 23rd. Yeah, Cameron Crowe's a busy guy with all that Pearl Jam stuff in a, in a big-time movie as well. Yeah, you're right about that. You Some sad news in the world of metal, um, known as Flatus Maximus by fans, 
Corey Smoot, the guitarist of Guar, was found dead by bandmates while preparing to cross into Canada last week. Now, that was just after their show that, that was so at crazy. First Avenue in Minneapolis. Did, did you read the accounts about that? Conrad. Con, yeah. yeah, the stage manager, Conrad. Yeah, Conrad was talking about uh, he, he had a beer with the guy, and they, they left the bar you know, across the street from First Avenue at like 1.45 in the morning, and by the time you know, they hop on the bus... Yeah, and it seemed like Canada, everything was fine. And, and they get to Canada, and, he, and he's dead. And they have, I mean, they have a great relationship um, that goes both ways with First Avenue and Guar. They've played there a number so of times. So many times, And yeah. I guess that they're uh, you know, a favorite of the staff, that they've, mm-hmm. they're always welcome back. So um, the band was devastated after losing such an integral part of their group and lives. And just think, yep, they were kind of rustling everybody up to gather the passports to cross into Canada, and they yeah. found him dead. He's now, only 34. Yeah, he was young. Ooh. The cause of death is still unknown, and a very sad story. Um, but I, I also read that they won't be replacing his character. Mm-hmm. Now, Flatus Maximus is, you know, like one of the Guar characters, and Corey Smoot hasn't been the only guy that's played that character, but they've decided to to retire that one in memory of their friend Corey. More music news, Death Cab for Cutie frontman Ben Gibbard and America's sweetheart Zoe Deschanel announced last week the two will be splitting up after just two years of marriage. Hmm. They met in 2008 after their manager introduced the couple and they married in 2009 in Seattle. It's been reported that no third party was involved in the breakup. Well, she's involved with three other guys. All right. Uh, well, yeah, what is that show? She's on that new, new show. New show on Fox yeah. on Tuesdays. I forgot. I, I haven't caught it yet. but It's, it's uh, really funny. Yeah, yeah. the, the, the uh, commercials, the, the promotion <laughs> for it made it look really good. Yeah. I was never, no, never, no, I was never enough. But I can try, I can try to toughen up. I listened when they told me, if he burns you, let him go. Change is hard. Chuck D. of Public Enemy is attempting to sue Universal in a class action lawsuit for a sum of $100 million. That's right, $100 million. Claiming that the company has been underpaying artists for royalties from digital downloads and ringtones. According to the numbers, Universal artists are receiving less than 60% of the royalties they're entitled to for these two areas of their businesses. The estate of Rick James is filing a similar suit against uh, uh, Universal Music Group as well. Yeah, I suppose that uh, the the label would come back and say, well, you can't squeeze blood from a turnip. We don't have any money. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that plays mm-hmm. out. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the powers that be. Fight the power. And the final story, a big story, though, Radiohead announced the first 10 cities in their upcoming 2012 U.S. tour. General ticket sales will be up November 12th, and uh, their first stop will be in Miami, February 27th. Fans will be limited to four tickets per person. Now, is there a St. Paul date, a Minneapolis date on that list? No, not so far. What's the Not deal? in that first 10. But I have a feeling if you're going down to South by Southwest, I saw an Austin date. 
uh, two, right around two days before. That's right. right? Mm-hmm. So we'll mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, maybe it's a good time to travel the country, see another city if uh, you want to catch Radiohead. Because I don't know if who knows they could expand that tour. They, maybe they're just talking about the first. Maybe 10 they just dates. don't like Minnesota in the winter. Yeah, I was, that's what um, we had an email. Somebody email us on the uh, current morning show, and they said. Well, yeah, they're going to stick to warm spots when they come over here because, you know, who wants to be in Minnesota at the end of February? And I heard you and Steve saying that, uh, well, you don't have to really go outside. you got no. the, the tour bus that Roll goes that underneath the building. Roll that tour bus right underneath the stadium <laughs> and get out and you'll yeah. be fine. Who needs a parka? So uh, those are the music news headlines for this week. Thanks for dropping by, Jill. Sure. stores this week atlas sound the bradford cox side project he's at the band deer hunter new album called parallax the bees releases every steps a yes you might know them here in the states as a band of bees released a couple of other albums panic of looking is the new ep from brian eno humor risk the album from cast mccombs david lynch new releases crazy clown time the dreamer comes from etta james michelle indigayo cello has a new release as does noel gallagher his new high flying birds album out today Sigur Rós, the release Any drops today as well. And Summer Camp is a new one called Welcome to Condale. Latif, the True Speaker's new album is called Firewire. Boasts guests like Zach Rogue of Rogue Wave and our own Slug from Atmosphere. Here's the track Testimony from Latif, the Truth Speaker, here on Music Cast. The True Speaker, yes sir. Always been about the word. But I ain't no saint or made my mistakes Think I can't, that's absurd What's important is I learn from the trials Knock down, get up, that's a fighter Edit it, keep what's good, that's a writer Ride on 580, but I'm not an 85er Type of guy to memorize a whole song By the age of five after hearing it two times Hyperactive mind in the time with the underlying truth If the tools are the proof, the design and the call And the all in the proper alignment I seen it coming like one of the three wise men But I worship a false idol of lightness Warning the teeth, I don't hide behind a mic check Can't let you expect to own me Or just uh-huh. act all like you know me Did dirt all by my lonely Let me give my testimony Can't let you expect to own me Or act all like you know me Well, let's do the next big thing. In with that is Melanie Walker. Who is the next big thing this week, Mel? This week I have the next big thing to come out of New Zealand. It's ah. a Kiwi named Kimbra. And I got a lot to lose. You've got a lot to prove. I've got a lot to risk. You know I can't afford to miss. So we gotta run forever just typing. Thinking of what could have been in her story. So Kimbra is actually Kimbra Johnson. She was born in uh, Hamilton, New Zealand. She's based out of Melbourne now in Australia. But um, she's kind of the next big singer-songwriter to emerge um, 
uh, from Down Under. We, there's this artist that we've been playing a little bit called Gautier. Yeah, I was going to say, she's an artist that's featured on that Gautier track, right? Yeah, we mm-hmm. talked about Gautier recently, and she's the female vocalist on that song, and she's fantastic. I mean, if you like Bjork, Florence and the Machine... Uh, Regina Spector, St. Vincent. She's got a little bit of all of those vocalists kind of mixed in with her style. She's very eclectic Mm -hmm. and um, very talented. And she just signed to Warner Brothers Records and has released her album, her first album, Vows, um, down in uh, Australia and New Zealand. But it's due to come out next spring here in the States. And I am really excited because what I've heard so far is amazing stuff. She's, She's the next big kind of eclectic, um, you know, edgy female artists to come out. You know, back in the day, it was Fiona Apple. When Fiona Apple came out, she was she was not of the Lilith Fair camp. It was kind of that first female artist who broke out and had some teeth and grit to her. Um, and Florence and the Machine is the one I can yeah. think mm-hmm. of as of recent that's been the first big female breakout artist who's really, like, um, challenging the mold. And so she's coming out um, next spring, and I'm excited to see what she's going to do. She started really young. She started um, uh, at the age of 12 actually, like taking guitar lessons and was performing a lot in her teens actually. But it wasn't until about 2007 Bill where she um, did this TV video award thing and she caught the attention of a Melbourne, Australia based label called Forum 5 who signed her immediately. But she's still very early in her career. more about how she sounds. I mean, she's definitely got like a pop, you know, kind of bubblegum sound to her. But she she digs into kind of old school sounds of like, you know, kind of 60s doo-wop vocals on some tracks. She goes really jazzy and soulful at times, like um, kind of almost like a Nina Simone. Ooh, really? um, yeah, she gets kind of cocktail loungy with like this jazzy soul sound on this one song that I really liked called Withdraw. Um, but I mean, the album is very eclectic and, uh, and, and very out there. And I think that's really exciting, but I'm interested in seeing what direction she goes because she could go in a lot of different directions. Peace. 
So why do you think she is the next big thing? Why is she so important to you and what, uh, what's the deal? Well, I think one of the reasons why she's really important is what I kind of said where I think there's a lot of female artists out there like yeah. the Sarah Bareilleses, like the um, Colby Calais of the world. And there's definitely a place for that kind of songwriter in the market. And I know people do enjoy their music, but I think there's this new female mold kind of being broken um, with people like Florence and the Machine really becoming successful. And um, there's also that group that we've talked about before, Nikki and the Dove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that um, the female singer-songwriter is starting uh, to become something different um, to more mainstream commercial audiences. And I think she's somebody who's she definitely... Edgier? She's edgier. And yeah. I think she's somebody who's really going to step out and um, kind of set a precedence for what a female singer-songwriter could be. You know, you don't have to be, you know, so um, so safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to be so tame. You can be edgy and eclectic and unpredictable and still be successful. So do you, what do you have for us to listen to? We have that song with Gautier, but is there anything else that we can, we can check out? Well, she's got that whole album, like I said, that she released um, over in Australia. It's coming out next spring, mm-hmm. uh, the album called Vows. But there's a song I want to play for you guys called Settle Down, which I think is just a true gem. It's uh, by Kimbra, Settle Down. Thanks for dropping by, Melanie Walker. Thanks for having me. It's the next big thing on The Current. I want to settle down. I want to settle down Won't you settle down with me? Settle down From Angela Vickers I saw her with you Monday morning small talking on the avenue She's got a fancy car She wants to take you far From the city This is Music Heads, music news for music lovers. Time now for the guest list, where some of our favorite artists share some of the music they love with us. And today I'm joined by Canadian Dan Mangan. Dan, welcome to the studio. Thank you very much for having me. How's your tour going? It's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. We've, uh, we just did a whole route around this, the United States with uh, Blind Pilot from Oregon. Right. Uh, and now we're actually, we brought an American band up to Canada. We've been going across Canada. With, with uh, the Daredevil Christopher Wright. Yeah, basically localers here. Yeah, yeah, friends from uh, Eau Claire. We consider them local when they're from Eau Claire because it's right. just uh, 90 miles from here. So. Yeah. And the tour is going well. We congratulate you on your fine new album. We've been really liking it here on The Current. Thank you so much for, mm-hmm. for the support. Post-war blues, incredible song. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, what's in your iPod? What have you been listening to? What have you been doing? Uh, we've been. We. You know, it's funny. We don't have an auxiliary jack in this new van we have, so we, we're back to CDs. We're back to stuff. Ah, things, kicking it, kicking it old school. Kicking it old school on the digital <laughs> CD front. Yeah. 
But uh, we've been, you know, we've been checking out a lot of, we checked out the new St. Vincent yesterday in the van. I thought mm-hmm. that was really interesting. Um, what do you like about it? It's, uh, I like, I mean, it's kind of, it's Bjorkish, yeah. but it's, it's got its own thing. It's like an American Bjork. In and she Europe. can shred. She can shred. She's quite a, quite a good guitar player too, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is interesting. to the Daredevil Christopher Wright in the van and hearing them live every night. Uh, I'm a big fan of M. Ward, and it's funny you mentioned post-war blues because I... He had an album called post-war blues. Well, uh, no, he had an album called post-war. Post-war, that's what it was, okay. And after I wrote the song post-war blues, I thought to myself, man, you know, like, I've listened to that record post-war a lot, and I never even really thought about it and putting the lyrics together and stuff, but after the fact, you know, I, I hope he doesn't think I'm ripping him off. Maybe I am ripping him off. Yeah. What is it? What is it about M. Ward's music that you enjoy? Oh, I, I, he is a wonderful way of taking like traditional song form, yeah, and putting it into the twenty first century with. And uh, he does a lot of covers, and he gives them a whole new twist <clears throat> too. Totally, and mm-hmm. just his his means of production, his sonic treatment to everything. I think he's got a, an incredible ear and an instinct for the way that sound comes through a speaker and kind of enters your body. And uh, he's uh, he's just a, a fantastic guitar player and. Uh, voice great yeah mm-hmm. i'm a big memoir fan as you can mm-hmm. tell mm-hmm. what any any song in particular that uh, strikes you that off of post-war uh well the, the opener poison cup that's a great great tune to go home as well to you know, go home is the one i really like off of that dan it's really been a pleasure to, to chat with you about uh, m ward and and saint vincent and uh, the daredevil christopher wright my pleasure congratulations on your great new album and hope the tour goes fantastic really appreciate it thanks mm-hmm. a lot it's dan mangan and uh, it's the guest list here on music heads on 89.3 to current Oh, this sucks. This sucks. Shoes, this sucks. pants, this sucks. You know, 
This is Music Heads from 89.3 The Current. Now time for the music meeting. We're going to discuss the new M83 album, Hurry Up, We're Dreaming. In the studio to join me is our Teenage Kicks host, Jackie Fuller. Welcome back, Jack. Hi, Bill. Nice to have you here. And our intern, Sophie Frank, is here. Welcome to your first episode of Music Heads, Sophie. Thanks a lot. They yeah. will be hazing. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> You'll get a quiz, too. It's Sophie Frank. Welcome to the show, Sophie. M83 has returned with an ambitious new album called Hurry Up, We're Dreaming. The band was founded by French musician Anthony Gonzalez and Alex Fromaggio in 2001. Fromaggio left the group a few years ago. M83 sound blends shoegaze, electronica, and 80 synth pop. They feature a large dose of reverb-drenched effects, along with soft-spoken vocals into its own blissful and dreamy sound. The band's latest is a lush and expansive two-CD set inspired by some of the double-disc sets Anthony Gonzalez grew up with, like Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness. Here's the first single from Hurry Up, We're Dreaming. It's called Midnight City, here on Music Heads. Jackie, is the album working for you? It's Hurry Up, We're Dreaming, the new two-CD set from M83. It is working for me, Bill, and I was a little skeptical when I heard about this one. I've I've always been a fan of what Anthony Gonzalez has been up to with M83, but Mm -hmm. I was a little skeptical about this whole double album thing. I mean, that just seems like a sort of bombastic move, especially for someone... He's been around for a little bit, but you know this is kind of mid-career, if it's, even. Especially at this stage of the game, to make a two-CD set, yeah. who, do, who does that? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have to say that upon the first listen, it I was lost in it, and I was really surprised at. I, I tend to have uh, ADD in general, including musical, and but I was really able to stick this with this one from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I think there was some some of the instrumental interludes just kind of take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives you this nice little palate cleanser between mm-hmm. these huge songs, and um, and I kind of anticipated too uh, that I wouldn't be as interested in those interludes, but I find that I'm I, I'm I, I'm as captivated by those as I am by those larger sweeping songs. And um, I was I was a little bit skeptical too because of the fact that it was sort of a concept album. You know, when I think concept album, I think like I don't know aliens in the future and some sort of crazy proggy crap <laughs> world, like world that domination i didn't yeah. just say that but um yeah yeah exactly and this is um it actually makes sense though it's this sort of sibling theme and and uh tracks on the first disc have a counterpart on the second disc although it's not necessarily track for track you don't really know you have to sort of do that own guesswork yourself but it's um 
it makes sense with M83 because it's sort of it, it is it is this about this universe, but it's the internal universe that yeah. he traffics in and nostalgia and memories and all of this warm, fuzzy childhood stuff. And it's just some of the warmest electronic music you're going to encounter. Mm-hmm. Any any tracks in particular catch your ear? Um, well, one of the things that I've always um, really loved about him and most, especially on this album and the last album, um, how would you even say that? Saturdays equals youth, Saturdays and youth. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that he, you can hear this range of musical influences coming in and it's all over the place. I mean, there's a little bit of you know, sort of cool 80s, New Order kind of craftwork stuff. And then there's some of the cheesier 80s stuff too happening in there. And he yeah. combines it all really seamlessly and makes something new out of it. And um, one of my favorite tracks on this is on the first disc and it's called Wait. And I think because for me, it sounds like an era to me and even his vocals. I'm, I'm happy, by the way, that he's singing so much more on this. But his vocals in the chorus sort of remind me a little bit of Peter Gabriel. Yeah, you know you know what came to my mind? I heard some harmonies that were a la the... the you know, Beach Boys or something too, which yeah, is very just odd. Yeah, it's such a mix of stuff here, but he really makes it his own, but doesn't lose that nostalgic flavor of it. So you're, you're sitting there listening to this song and it's reminding you of something from way back and you can't figure out what it is and then you just let go of figuring it out and you just enjoy the track for what it is. Mm-hmm. And you think this is a totally electronic band, yet there's acoustic guitars mm-hmm. in this track and there's also, you know, saxophones and other tracks on the album too. I thought that was a good choice. Sophie, how about you? Is the album working for you? Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, it's a lot more accessible than something like M83's self-titled debut album, oh, yeah. which I love, by the way. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Don't get me wrong. But it's a little less dark, um, super dreamy. I love it. I also thought it was really bold to make a two-disc album. It feels like you really have to have something to say, otherwise it just becomes really self-indulgent. And I think it was self-indulgent, certainly, but I think it was the good kind. I think he had enough to say that um, it really works. It's good at building things up and layering um, both as a whole and 
in each individual track. And um, I, I was reading an interview with him. Somehow, Urban Outfitters snagged uh, an exclusive interview with him before the album came out, hmm. uh, <laughs> which I still don't understand. But yeah. he, he was talking about how when he's writing songs, he just sort of sits in front of his uh, synths, which he called his babies. Um, <laughs> but he sits in front of them and just sort of tinkers around until he comes up with a melody. And then he just builds and builds, adds more instruments. This album has the largest range of instruments that he's ever done on an album, which is amazing. And it just sort of crashes over you in waves. He does a collaboration with mm -hmm. Zola Jesus, the sort of up and coming doom pop lady. Yeah. Um, it, it's unassumedly called Intro, but it's amazing. This is an album where he does a lot more with his vocals than he ever does. And it definitely comes out in the track Intro. Their, their voices together are so strong. At some points you can't hardly tell them apart. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. regards to the double album thing, it doesn't feel like a move that, it doesn't feel like he's saying, you know, I'm so awesome, here's two discs of amazing material I've created. It's more like this gift, I've been, and, and I might be influenced by the interviews I've been reading where he talks about um, how important double albums were to him as a kid, especially Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness, like just waiting for weeks for this thing to come out and then engaging with it, you know, touching it, listening yeah. to it with your headphones, and so it makes me feel like he he wanted to create that feeling and that feels like a little bit of a gift. Yeah. 
And it came with the big, you know, the big, uh, what do you call it, the gate fold, you know, and he'd mm-hmm. open it up and he had two sides to it. And he seems like he really played off of that. And, and uh, I kind of agree as well. And yeah, I thought this was just a nice, a nice collection of stuff and uh, the dreaminess of it all. And, and there was a track that even reminded me of, of like Seeger Rose, things yep. like that. So mm-hmm. I, I found it to, to be a nice album. Yeah. And uh, uh, I don't know if you guys have spent much time with the album artwork on it, but um, especially with some of the singles, there's this big puppety thing. And mm-hmm. he talked a little bit about it in one of the interviews I was reading. Um, and he said it sort of came from a mix of the film E.T., Owls, and A Neverending Story. Mm. And looking at that and listening to the album, it definitely felt like it could have been Labyrinth. Yeah. Minus David Bowie plus outer space, <laughs> right? And just super dreamy would be a perfect soundtrack for something with crazy puppets. And that <laughs> does feel like more of those sort of childhood influences creeping mm-hmm. into his music. Because I, I was thinking Never Ending Story too, while I was listening to this, and I, I feel like it's not uh, his nostalgia isn't so rooted in the past. It's not this so much a longing for the past as it is to bring some of that wonder into the present. Yeah, you, you just mentioned dreams, and, and uh, one of the things I read says uh, it's mainly about dreams. The album this is from Anth- uh, Mr. Gonzalez, Anthony Gonzalez, and how every one of the dreams is different. How you uh, dream differently when you're as a kid, as a teenager, as an adult, and uh, so that's what really kind of is about from his perspective. Is it's about uh, dreams and what you remember and what you don't, and and through you know, different portions of your life. I feel like we should all ride away on a unicorn now. <laughs> all three of us together in agreement about this album. All right, Sophie and Jackie, thanks so much for dropping by for Music Heads. Thanks, Bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for having us. The album is called Hurry Up, We're Dreaming, the brand new two-CD set from M83. You're listening to Music Heads, music news for music lovers. Time now for the essentials, where we let you know what records are must-haves to any Music Heads collection. Joining me is our weekend host, Jade. How you doing, Jade? Oh, super great. Thanks for having me. Good. What's your What's your pick today? So my pick today is uh, an album that I come back to all the time, mm-hmm. Fiona Apple, Tidal. I know it might not be the first thing that comes to everybody's mind when yeah. they're thinking of something essential. But it is, at at least for me, one of those albums that when it came onto the scene, I immediately fell in love with it. Every single song on the album uh, was breathtaking and moving and somehow reached me in a way that I connected to it immediately. And even today, I find myself throwing it into the mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just a, a gorgeous album from beginning to end. Yeah, some old fire 
about her songs that uh, you really like? She's really a talented songwriter. I mean, she writes from the heart and she writes about uh, her personal experiences and, and she writes stuff that, that um, is, well, kind of difficult to write about. She's had several incidents and, and she has quite a, quite a life and she puts it in her songs, doesn't she? Yeah, it's, there's a huge, huge soulfulness. You know, this was before Amy Winehouse was on the mm-hmm. market, before Sharon Jones was out. This was uh, sort of starting off that whole... Uh, movement of really soulful women again because I think there was you know that previous era of really soulful women and then for a while in the early 90s there was just none of that there was nothing to be found and then in uh, 96 I believe it was title came out and then it was just this breath of fresh air this fresh voice fresh sound and I, I still remember the music video even for Criminal mm-hmm. uh, that was on the title record. It was just this really cool and hip girl, but she was actually singing about things that were meaningful and uh, impactful in her life. I've been a bad, bad girl. I've been careless with a delicate man. And it's a sad She was so young when she made that album, too, wasn't she? Yeah. I um, Well, she started writing a lot of the songs in it when she was like 16 years old, mm-hmm. which is remarkable that they actually still stand the test of time and don't sound like my 16-year-old ramblings in my diary. Yeah. And uh, was this her debut album? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was the featured songs like Shadowboxer then, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. That was really a nice song. Yeah. Slow Like Honey is on there. 
uh, Never Is a Promise. I mean, there's these epically beautiful moving songs on the album. Mm -hmm. And she had, you know, as they say, wisdom beyond her years, too, didn't she? I mean, there's a lot of wisdom in in the stuff she was writing. Exactly. And it it was something where it made me keep looking for what was going to happen next from her. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's part of what makes a record essential is that you want more of it. You can't mm-hmm. get enough from it. She seems like an artist who really kind of had a tough time with uh, with the stardom that came came with it too, as didn't she? It was that in the the fact that she was actually a really beautiful girl too, yeah. and people and she I looked think, like a supermodel. Yeah, people yeah. want to put her into a box of well, you're just pretty much a pretty face, mm-hmm. and so she really uh, pulled back from the the spotlight after that. And uh, yeah, I think it was you know the music videos coming out at the time too that were a little hypersexualized, and she just kind of wanted to mm-hmm. let her songs speak for their their mm-hmm. own selves. And one thing that people don't even talk about is that she was actually a really good piano player too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was gorgeous, I, and that's on the album too. You can hear it. There's a lot of them where it's just her voice and the piano, not too much uh, in addition as far as studio studio effects. Your grace and rapture me. But well, you know I'd be insane to ever let that dirty game recapture me. You made me a shadow. Voice. She had this incredible voice that passed. I mean, she still obviously has it, but she's, we haven't heard her name in, in recent years. That's kind of the oddest thing about it. Well, she actually uh, has a new album coming out. Oh, she does. Well, this is this is my thing with uh, Fiona Apple is that every year, oh, she's back in the studio. There's going to be a new album, and I get really excited, and mm-hmm. then it doesn't happen. It kind of crashes and burns along the way, huh? Exactly. And we got a little sampling of something on that Buddy Holly a compilation that came out earlier this year, which was just beautiful song mm-hmm. of hers. Um, and she's back in the studio and apparently is going to be having a new record after the new year. So hopefully, maybe it'll be another essential one. Yeah. And any other songs you want to talk about from the album, Jade? Well, Slow Like Honey, Never Is A Promise are the two that I remember um, most that pop into my mind when I think of the record, which are ones that don't get played very often. Never Is A Promise is, you know, like a eight-minute ballad. Uh, but is it's a gorgeous, gorgeous song, and uh, yeah, it's just one of those memorable, really actually poetic songs. Well, Jade, thanks so much for dropping by. It's Music Heads, it's the Essentials feature, and we've been talking about Fiona Apple. And what was the album? Title? Yes, the title. De- the debut album, we believe 1996, this one was released. Thanks again for dropping by, Jade. Yeah, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. won't appear within your view I'll never glow the way that you glow your presence dominates the judgments made on you but as the 
We're out of time already. It's been Music Heads from 89.3 The Current and Minnesota Public Radio. I'm Bill DeVille. I want to thank my colleagues for contributing to the show, including Jade, Sophie Frank, and Jackie Fuller. Big props to Dan Mangan for taking time to tell us what he's been grooving on. As always, special thanks to executive producer Melanie Walker and to Derek Stevens and to our intern Alex Wright. Thanks to members of Minnesota Public Radio and The Current for making shows like this one happen, and thank you for listening. Find us at thecurrent.org slash musicheads. We'll wrap up this week's show with a sneak peek of a track from filmmaker David Lynch, not his first foray into music. You might remember Twin Peaks, among other things, and his album with Danger Mouse and the late Mark Linkus. Mr. Lynch's new album is called Crazy Clown Time. David Lynch does most of the vocals on the album, but this particular track features Karen O of Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. It's called Pinky's Dream. We'll catch you in a week for another Music Heads. Music Heads.